turn your Bible to 1 John. It's kind of funny, but 1 John is the second John in your Bible. There is the Gospel of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. And then there is the Epistle of John, which is the first of three epistles, right before the book of Jude, right before the book of Revelation, all the way in the back of your Bible. So find that first John chapter three. I want to talk to you just a moment about the subject of fear. Uh, everywhere you're turning now on the news, on your radio, in your newspaper, especially blowing up and going viral on the internet, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, is the subject of fear. So we call this little discourse together when fear goes viral. Please understand there are the peddlers and purveyors of fear in high gear right now. Simply because fear is one of, if not the, greatest motivating factor in modern culture. Just about everything is marketed to you with fear base behind it. They want you to be afraid. Politicians are throwing granny off the bridge. You're going to lose everything you've ever had. You're if the other guy gets in. Or if that other guy gets in, he's going to tax you to death and the whole thing's going to go up in smoke anyway. So there's not a positive answer. If a positive answer is given, then the person who's purveying the positive message is called a liar. Why? Because it goes against fear. Think about your day. How much of your day is spent fear-based and how much of it is spent faith-based? Are you with me? I don't think it's difficult to see that the powers that be all around us are the purveyors and the perpetrators of fear. But just before I go to 1 John chapter 3, I want to look just momentarily in the book of Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 15 because this just hit me as I was sitting on the front row. God's word declares in Hebrews 2.15 and deliver those. Look up here at me. To deliver does not only mean to release from one thing. It means to release into something diametrically opposed and mutually exclusive of what you came out of. Think about it this way. If you get delivered from fear, you have to end up somewhere. And you don't want to end up in no man's land or you will go back into fear. So a, a letter, you wrote a letter and you're going to have that letter delivered. What's the first thing that has to happen? It has to get delivered from you, right? So there's a letting go. 
but you don't walk outside and say, did you get my letter? Because they wouldn't have gotten your letter. Why? Because your letter has not been delivered. So it's not only leaving, it's arriving. And I want you to leave fear and I want you to show up in faith. Some of you, some of you have left poverty. I did. But most of you who left poverty have not showed up in prosperity. You're stuck in the middle with you. You're stuck. You can't pay your bills unless you get that paycheck week to week. And if something should happen, if you got sick, if, if you had an accident, all of a sudden you're in trouble, right? Because you are blessed. You're in the top 72% of the wealthiest people on earth if you're living homeless in America. Did you hear me? If you've got a bed and you've got some groceries somewhere and a refrigerator and a pillow and one pair of shoes, you're in the top 98% of the wealthiest people on earth. So in that manner of speaking, you are wealthy. But if you want to do something, you have to count your pennies and make sure you can make it to the next week. So the enemy has you delivered from poverty, but you have in no way showed up in prosperity. I mean, we got people running, running for the highest office in the land, haven't even been on a ballot yet, and have spent $200 million campaigning and haven't even been on a, on a ballot. That's, that's the kind of wealth that there is in the United States of America. So we've been delivered, and I'm only using this as an illustration, we've been delivered from poverty. Every person in this room watching by television, watching online, watching in Elkhart, you're not in poverty. Now the government may say you're in poverty, because they want to keep you on Uncle Sam's plantation and, and tell you you're in poverty, therefore you need to vote for them so they can give you free education and free healthcare and all the illegal aliens in America get free college education and free healthcare and all the marijuana and heroin they want. That's pandering. Don't believe it. The kingdom of God is diametrically opposed and mutually exclusive of everything in the kingdom you came out of. Up is not up, up is down. God exalts the man that humbles himself. Hallelujah. So God's got a plan. Some of you have been delivered from depression, but you have yet to show up in joy unspeakable and full of glory. Some of you have been delivered from sickness, but you still happen to take 900 kinds of chemicals a day. So you're not in divine health, which is where God wants us. Now I'm not putting you under condemnation. I'm just telling you how to get from being delivered to showing up in your deliverance. 
How many of you want to go? Now watch this. The most, the most spoken command in your Bible are these two words, fear not. Why not? Isaiah 41, 10. Fear not, why? I am with you. Be not dismayed, I am your God. I am strengthening you. Say, I'm being strengthened right now. I'm being helped right now. God is upholding me right now. The holy angels of God are given charge over me. They hold me up, lest I dash my foot against a stone, lest peril or calamity come knee, near me or my children at any time. I am above and not beneath. I am the first. Abraham wavered not. Say, wavered not, but was strong in faith. The actual translation is, Abraham did not vacillate. It's where we get our word Vaseline from. Vaseline is a lubricant. Vaseline makes it easy to slide from one thing to another. So that's what your faith does. Your faith is like Vaseline. Abraham did not believe one day and speak doubt the next day. He wasn't happy one day and angry with God the next day. He didn't get a paycheck one day and was broke by Saturday afternoon. Are you with me? So say the just shall live by faith. Watch this now. Here's the verse I'm trying to get to. And delivered those, Hebrews 2.15, who through fear, through fear of death, if there's anything human persons are terrified of, it's death. More than sickness, more than poverty, more than communism, socialism, more than having an injury. There's a car accident. Nobody wants to know how the car is. How are the occupants of the car? There is that moment when fear arises or faith arises. How do you know which is the dominant characteristic of your life? When you get bumped, what comes out? Is your first thought a thought of fear? or thought of faith. I was in a very bad automobile accident. My mother was with me. We were hit from behind. Her head went forward, snapped backwards, and I could hear it crack. She slumped over into the floor of the vehicle. I did not have any thought 
the first thing that came up out of my belly. Thank you, Jesus. My mother will live and not die. Twick. There was no panic. Are you living fearful of dying? My grandfather, when we were taking care of him before he went to heaven, would go to the kitchen sink every night, make himself an Alka-Seltzer and drink it. My dad said, uh, Paul, you got a headache? No. Your stomach upset? No. Well, why are you drinking Alka-Seltzer for? So I don't get it. Sometimes we live our life out of fear of getting it. The entire world is in a panic right now. A panic. COVID-19. Coronavirus. Spreading unabated through 51 nations. As of 2020, 20, yeah, 220, February 20th. Give me my stat. Not 2,978 people have died. Number of cases, 86,989. Go to your local CVS and try to find a paper mask to put on. Somebody asked me yesterday, are you going to shave your beard? I said, well, why do you ask? Well, you know what they're saying. If the coronavirus spreads anymore, they're telling men, all the men to shave their facial hair. because the mask won't fit right. Are you listening to me? We all shake our hands, heads and say, well, that's, that's. Uh, uh, uh. But some of you are the very ones that have emptied the store shelves of paper masks. You're afraid and you don't even know what of. What you're mainly afraid of is that undertaker. That's why when you drive past the funeral parlor, you turn your head across the street and look at the donut shop. You understand? Do you understand? How many of you just love to go to funerals? No one. Why? How many of you just love to go to the hospital? You better not. I'll tell you what you better do. Stand outside the hospital, get your Holy Ghost step on, and say, thank you, Jesus. My body repels every sickness and disease, every pain and malady, every malfunction and infirmity. I have an invisible shield of the health of God all around me and my children too. Fifty-one countries have been affected. There have been 22 cases in the United States of America. Unfortunately, yesterday, 
our first fatality of the coronavirus. It uh, was a, a man, not a woman, as was previously shared by the CDC, but it was actually a man in his 50s who had many underlying health issues. However, people are running scared. It takes so little. Wall Street, there went your 401k. There it went. Why? Everybody's afraid. You know what people do when they're afraid? They hold on. You know what they do when they're living by faith? They let go. Now, I'm not saying live foolishly, but there are only 22 cases of this in the entire United States of America. So far, this flu season, there have been 26 million cases of flu. Twenty-six million versus twenty-two deaths. Over twelve thousand people this flu season have already perished in death from the common flu. Everybody's going, "What? What?" Because you get all your information from the Politburo called news, cable news especially. Like lambs to the slaughter, believing anything, dear Lord, you young people even worse, believe anything that shows up on the internet. It showed up on the internet tomorrow, Rod Parsley is the Antichrist. Two thirds of you stay home next Sunday. We are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. <clears throat> Who were subject to the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage because they were afraid to die. Well, you understand some of it. If you look at disease, what would you say is the leading cause of death in the United States of America? Think about this when you're going through the drive-through getting your heart attack in a paper sack. Cardiovascular disease. Your heart, especially in America, because we are overweight, we are out of shape, we do not eat properly, and then we want to run to the altar because we're scared to death we're going to die because we now got heart disease and sugar diabetes. Our arteries are clogged up with axle grease. So we're afraid. You don't have to be afraid. You can lower your cholesterol to normal levels in 85% of people if you will just watch your diet and walk one mile a day. Oh, look, yeah, see, ain't nobody shouting now. You went, oh, can't you just line me up? Lay hands on me. Nobody build a track out there for you. One million 
and you're, we're afraid of coronavirus, one million people in 2020 will die of cardiovascular disease. One million. Shout, not me. If you're between one and 45 years old, the number one cause of death, automobile accidents. Up to 45 years of age, automobile accidents kill more of our population than anything else. Six million this year will die in an automobile. And yet I got staff people that have to drive a car when I'm doing a crusade because they're afraid to get on an airplane. They're not dying on airplanes. They're dying driving to work. Most automobile accidents are within 10 miles of your home. You see, the devil does a very good job at shifting where we should be focused. I double dog dare you, you get out there in the parking lot when you're getting ready to drive home from church, walk around your automobile. Thank you, Jesus. I am not subject to bondage through the fear of death. I thank you, you gave me this car. I command legions of holy angels to surround this vehicle. I lay my hands on this car right now. It will never be involved in an accident. No one will ever be. If you're 45 to 64 years old, you get attacked more than anything else with what I did when I was 58, cancer. More deaths in America. How many of you are between 45 and 64 years old? Raise your hand. Cancer. How many of you got up this morning and went to bed last night screaming at it? We wait till we get the diagnosis and then we go to screaming about it. Tonight before you go to bed, if you're that age, see your Bible says we should not be ignorant concerning Satan's devices. Cardiovascular disease, you lie. I will do my part, God will do his part. I've had enough Big Macs to make a heart attack. I'm done. And stop shoving that stuff down your kid's gullet. Give them some grapes, some carrots. Carrots are rough, I know. Nathan was telling me today, he can't even get his dog to eat carrots. I don't want you to be afraid, but you should be concerned about what you should be. Do you know the greatest sin in your Bible? I'm going to tell you. It's the sin of presumption. You presume upon God 
that you can do anything, say anything, live any way, eat what you want, go where you want, drink what you want, and anytime you get into trouble, run to God like he was the fireman when your house is on fire. He's been trying to lead you the whole way. Now we're getting ready to fast. Oh, ye of little fast, put your fork down, push your plate back, and believe God before you're in the hospital. Thank you, Lord. I do not have Alzheimer's disease. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I do not have and will not have ALS. I bless you and praise you, my living God, that I do not have dementia. I thank you that my memory is seven times greater than it's ever been. I thank you that you are working in my brain and, and my brain is working properly and normally, including but not limited to the creation, transmission, and, and reception of serotonin levels, chemical balances, and electrical impulses. I thank you that neither I, my children, or those connected to us by faith have PDD or ADD or ADHD or pervasive disorder. I thank you, Lord, that we function as neurologically, socially, sensorily, academically, intellectually, physically, physiologically normal as though those plagues were never visited on this earth. I thank you that every vein, every artery, every capillary in my heart and my vascular system operates normally. I command my veins in my neck to be open and flow normally. I command the veins in my legs to flow normally. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. I thank you that I do not have prostate cancer. I thank you my prostate is healthy and whole. I thank you that my PSAs are at 1.8 or below because you do exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think. I thank you that I have seven times greater revelation of you to minister your word. Seven times greater anointing, ability, acceptance, authority. to talking. Leading cause of death, those 65 and over. Well, let me get back, let me get back to this one. 607,000 people in the United States last year died in some form of cancer. leading forms of cancer, lung cancer. Start talking to your lungs. Ovarian cancer. Start speaking to your ovaries if you got any. Prostate cancer. Throat cancer. Leading, leading cancers. Why are you talking about this? Because you're afraid of it. 
you want to get in touch with whether you're living by faith or fear, take that phone call. We got your biopsy back. It's not good news. It's cancer. Anybody ever get that report? You remember that moment? But see, I'm looking at Miss Frances Jolly. I know what she said. No, you don't, devil. My body belongs to the, it's the temple of the Holy Ghost. Get your hands off God's body. She didn't say. <laughs> now it's okay, get a little jolt, but you ought to be disciplined with your tongue and let the first thing out of your mouth be a hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I know my God liveth, and in my flesh I shall see God. This thing is not unto death, but for the testimony of... Are you bored? A person dies in this country every 38 seconds from a stroke. And you're worried about 22 cases of coronavirus. Ohio, for the third year running, is second in the nation to overdose deaths from opioids. And the next time your doctor tries to put you on that stuff, say, wait just a minute, bud. Hold on. Oh, that'll never happen to me. You take it for seven days, it'll happen to you. They know that. They know that. Go to God. They had me on that stuff. I mean, a fistful of it. Understandably so. They're doctors, and I appreciate them. But when I was ready to get off that, they said, well, it'll take you 30 to 60 days. I said, okay. Eight days later, I was off. But I want you to know, if I hadn't had faith in God and a praying wife and a praying family, I'd have lost my mind. I understand why people get entrapped to that thing, and I intend in the name of Jesus Christ to stand up against that and help people get free. <laughs> 17,000 of our citizens died in 99 to heroin. How many? 17,000, when? 1999, by 2017, 70,000 died. From 17,000 to 70,000, that's an increase of 53,000 people a year over 18 years. And we want to legalize pot. Well, we don't. Crazy people do. And while I'm at it, stop putting people in jail for 20 and 30 years because they made some kind of mistake with marijuana. Why don't you get them some help? Spin
spend that money on help, health and prevention and we won't have to build more prisons. Man, I wanted to preach this stuff. Mental illness. Rampant in this country. Over 70% of all the homeless people in America are victims of mental illness. Stop looking at them like they're dogs. When you pass them, give them some money. Well, they might use it for drugs. So what? At least they'll lay their head down and go to sleep tonight. What are we doing? Seventeen million three hundred thousand adults are clinically depressed. One in six of those seventeen million are under heavy medication. We are medicating ourselves to death. God can heal you. Let him heal you. Now here's the thing, you have to have a good doctor or, or, or he's, he's making money by what he's prescribing. And the insurance companies have him on the hook. Why do you think he gives you those samples all the time? Clinically depressed. 17 million on medication. We're walking around like zombies. We're not in touch with our own feelings. God, deliver us from the fear of death. Are you bored? No. Autism spectrum disorders. One in every 14 girls born this year will be born on the autism spectrum di disorder spectrum. One of every 14. And folks say girls rarely are affected by it because it's just one in 14. For boys, one out of every five boys born this year will be born with an autism spectrum disorder. Well, that's enough to put fear in you if you let it. Well, I had a miscarriage and I'm afraid. I understand that, but you gotta get in faith. You can't live in what happened. Austin said last night, I miss my sister. I said, well, call her. He said, I can't, she's in heaven. We would have a 23-year-old daughter right now that went to heaven from Miss Joni's womb. 
It's a hard thing, but you can get over it. God can deliver you from every fear. This thing either works or it doesn't. And I can tell you right now, I have no more fear of dying than I do a chicken. For me to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I am not afraid to die. I don't want to die. I want to go to heaven. I don't want to go right now because I got work to do, but I'm ready. I'm ready, dress me up real good. Put a Bible in my hand. Build me a mausoleum as big as this building to let folks remember I was here and then right on the side of it, right, he's gone. Glory to God. Here's the problem. Look at this one, suicide. Look at Brittany Pilkington, 27 years old, Logan County, Ohio, November 19th, smothered her three sons to death over a 13-month period. Where was children's services? Where was law enforcement? She didn't smother them all the same day. Over a 13-month period, she killed all three of them. 27 years old, there's a devil loose. I said there's a devil loose. What about this one? Lisa Snyder, Pennsylvania, hung her two children, including her eight-year-old physically handicapped son and her four-year-old daughter in the basement with wire. The day before, she spent the day searching the internet for ways to hang yourself. She was also charged with having sexual intercourse with her dog, which she had recorded for the internet. There are mentally ill people. We happen to be the answer. Somebody could have gotten to her. I believe it. Somebody could have reached her. Second leading cause of death between 10 years old and 34 years old is up 33% suicide. An eight-year-old in New Jersey hung themselves, eight years old, after being sent to their room for a timeout. They learned to do it, watching how to do it on the internet. If you let your children have a device in their hand, look at all the kids getting mad at me now. 
a computer that you don't have full and total access to, you're not as wide between the eyes as a mosquito. Well, they're adults, not if they in my house. They in their own house, maybe. Maybe. Who knows, they may have a tracking device underneath their car hooked up to my phone. I'm responsible for my children. And some of y'all need to get your head out the sand. Believe everything they tell you. An eight-year-old learned how to hang themselves on the internet. That's right. Help us, God. We get some more of that going on. That's called intercession. We're the answer. Do you understand that? Twenty-three percent of children between the ages of five and eighteen cut themselves. I know you just think this happens way down, hidden in the dark inner city somewhere. Poverty, drugs, alcohol, divorce, hatred. Don't even get me going on racial hatred. Okay, I think I will. Somebody better. Thank God for this church. Sunday morning is still the most racially segregated two hours of the week. There is no black church. There is no white church. There is no Spanish church. There's only one church. And every church ought to reflect that church. Where is it? In the United States of America, hate groups have risen 400% in the last 30 years. There are 264 black nationalist groups. There are 148 white nationalist groups. There are 127 general hate groups. There are 112 neo-Nazi groups. There are 100 anti-Muslim groups, 63 racist skinhead groups, 17 anti-immigrant groups, 51 Ku Klux Klan groups, they still around, and 49 anti-LGBT groups. We're living in a nation of hatred. Hating someone because of the color of their skin? Are we in the Middle Ages? Stop it. And wherever you see it, stomp it out. Here's how I know we're all equal. 
Jesus died for every single one of us. Stop it. Planned Parenthood, they're still doing all right. Last year, Planned Parenthood reported 346,000 abortions in the United States, which is up 13,000 from the previous year. Thank God for the Women's Clinic of Columbus. Five hundred and fifty-three thousand people will sleep in the streets of America tonight. Seventy percent of that population are male. How come nobody's standing up for men's rights? Twenty-three and a half million people are addicted to drugs and alcohol. In San Francisco, one year ago, it's more than that now, they won't release the most current statistics, 8,000 people a night in that one city sleep on the streets. People are publicly using drugs, selling drugs, urinating, defecating in public, on the sidewalks, outside of politicians' multi-million dollar homes. Last year, San Francisco handed out 400,000 free syringes a month to people on the streets to shoot heroin. That's what they call sanctuary. It's enough to make you fearful. But God. But God. Now here's the fact of the matter. Here's another statistic and I'll let it be my last one. The death rate among human persons remain stubbornly at 100%. No use to fear the inevitable. What are you, a 14-year-old kid that thinks you're going to live forever? How much harder was it for you to get out of bed this morning than 10 years ago? Things are breaking down. Your eyes aren't quite as bright as they used to be. By the way, how long does the year 2000 seem ago? It was 20 years. Time is either your friend or your foe. Death 
is either a deliverance or something to be feared beyond imagination. Your Bible is the only book that gives accurate directions to eternal destinations. Speaks of only two. One called heaven, the other called hell. And this morning you're at a tree where a decision must be made. God says to you today, I set before you life and death. John 10, 10, Jesus said, I came to give you life and that more abundantly, sufficient in quantity, superior in quality. I came to give you life. Not only life in this world, but eternal life in a place called heaven. And he said more. He said, I will give you the absolute peace and assurance that you're as sure for heaven as if you were already there. Now, if you don't have that peace, why, there's sure enough to be afraid of. Or you could live like me, delivered from the fear of death. Well, if I'm delivered from the fear of death, of what shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for God is with me. I want you to have that assurance today. Everybody's standing, no one moving around, every head bowed, every eye closed, in obedience to the Holy Spirit. 30 seconds between eternity in heaven and heaven to go to heaven in, or eternity in a place called hell. No one wants to go to hell, but today you make the conscious decision to go there by rejecting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life. So I'm going to count to three. I see so many believers looking around and looking at me. Would you please, in reverence to the Holy Spirit, bow your head. This decision at this point is between you and God. No one can make it for you. I so want you to be delivered from fear and into faith. So I'm going to count to three. And if you have any fear of dying, it can be erased today. When you accept Jesus Christ as true Lord and Savior of your life. Oh, what a joy, what a peace, what a victory to know Jesus Christ. I'm going to count to three. If you want to go to heaven and not hell, have life and not death, serve God and not evil. When I say three, you want to be free from fear and live by faith. Shoot your hand up in the air. We're going to pray and God's going to do what he said he'd do. He's going to forgive your sin, wash you in his blood, give you eternal life, and let you be fully assured that you're on your way to heaven. Oh, what a blessing. I know some of you want me to hurry and count. 
so I will, so I will, so I will. I'm counting now. Some are already moving to the altar. On three, raise that hand and let's pray together. Let's get delivered from fear today, even the fear of death. On three, raise that hand. One, two, three. Leave it up. Come on, leave it up. Don't put it down. Just as quickly as you raised it, come and meet me at this altar. Come on, bring your belongings, but come and meet me. Come on, all the way from the back row, I see you. Come on, come on, don't let anyone come alone. Come on, move toward the altar. Don't move anywhere, come on. Come on, church, let them know they're making the greatest decision of their life. They're coming back every aisle. Come on, come on. Wonderful, come on. Come on, this is your day. Hallelujah, come on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seven. Come on, come on, don't be left out. Be free today, free from fear, free from the fear of dying. Come on, come on. still coming all the way back in the building. I want to take just a moment. I'd like every head bowed again, every eye closed. Today is who's your who. Bring your bestie. There's some folks never been in a church this big. Certainly never been in a church this happy. This exciting. And they're a little bit intimidated by it. They really want to know Jesus, but they're a little bit intimidated to come down to this altar. We're going to sing this song one more time. And I just believe that a friend, that a friend will reach over and take hold of the hand of everybody around them and say, are we all ready to go to heaven? And if we're not, I'll be happy to walk to the altar with you. Would you do that right now? Make sure everybody around you is ready to go to heaven. And if they're not, invite them to the altar and come with them. Will you do it right now? Here we go. Come on. Here they're coming. Come on. Here they're coming. Come on. Come on. We'll wait on you. Oh, to know that you know you're on your way to heaven. Come on, come on. Last time, last time. Shout, I'm free. Oh, here they're coming, sing again. Sing again. They're still coming. Here they're coming. God bless you, young man. God bless you. I am a child of God. One, two, three, four, five. Still coming. Come on. Here comes another. Help her get there. Help her get there. Come on. 
gonna stop. I am a child of God. Last time. I'm no longer a slave. Are you coming? Are you coming? There they're coming. Somebody praise God. Come on. Sing. I'm no longer a slave. We're breaking the power of fear in here today. I bind every fear over your life. I bind every fear. I command you fear in the name of Jesus Christ. Loose your hold on the people of God. We are people of faith and not fear. Time just make the devil mad. I thought I heard God's people act like they're acting in heaven right now. Hallelujah. All right. Here's what we're going to do put your hands right here. That's where your heart is, your spirit. Pray this prayer after me and really mean it. Really mean it. How many of you wish you'd only accepted Jesus one day sooner? Shout now. So this is your heavenly birthday. This is it. What a great day. Are you ready? Just pray what I pray. Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus. I believe you're the son of God. I believe you're the son of God. I come to you today. I come to you today. I was born a sinner. I was born a sinner. And I've committed sins. And I've been separated from you. I've been separated from you. But that's not what I want. That's not what I want. I want you in my life. I want you in my life. I want to be forgiven. I want to be forgiven. And I want to be free. I want to be free from the fear of death. From the fear of death. So Lord Jesus Christ I accept you today. I believe in you. And with my mouth, I confess you as my personal Lord and Savior. I will live for you as you teach me how. I give my life completely to you now and forever. Give me the peace that I'm as sure for heaven as if I was already there. And I will thank you for the rest of my life. It feels so good to be forgiven and free from fear. I could almost just clap and shout. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.